When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I never imagined that I'd be able to be standing here 20 years after Jimmy V's speech. I hear Jimmy's words in my head. The most poignant seven words ever uttered in any speech anywhere. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. So I will never give up. To be honored with this, I now have a responsibility to also not ever give up. And that speech, don't give up, don't ever give up, has created what we're here today. Because of all the donations, research, and support, mine is one of the lives that's been saved. It is V Week at ESPN when we partner with the V Foundation to highlight the urgent need for cancer research. This is game-changing research that helps save lives. And you can join the fight against cancer by visiting v.org donate. 100% of your donation goes directly to cancer research. Saturday at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on ESPN and the app, we will have the 88th annual Heisman Trophy Ceremony presented by Nissan. The four finalists are all quarterbacks. Georgia's Stetson Bennett, TCU's Max Duggan, Ohio State's C.J. Stroud, and Caleb Williams of USC. Meanwhile, on planet Earth, um, these are words I didn't think I'd ever say. Joey Chestnut was at the Cavs game last night and participated in a pierogies eating contest. Can't do it. He ate a total of 47 pierogies, and the three others combined to eat only 33, which means Joey was doing way too much here, unless he's trying to set some kind Actually, of record. Let me not act like that wasn't me on Thanksgiving. Let me, like, <laughs> let me not kill Joey, but that's just... Is awful. it a competition if Joey Chestnut shows up? Yeah, you already know. You already know. Eating exhibition with some other spectators oh, who have a snack. What is your pierogi eating record personally? Zero. Zero. I've never had a pierogi. <laughs> never had a pierogi. No. Never had one. Never had a pierogi. Well, no. Joey Chestnut. Uh, Joey Chestnut obviously feels very differently about them. I bet he feels very differently about them this morning. Uh, but anyway, welcome back to Get Up. Coming to you live from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. We're getting up this morning with breaking news from Major League Baseball. American League MVP Aaron Judge is staying in the Bronx. According to multiple reports, Judge has agreed to a nine-year, $360 million deal with the New York Here's a tweet from Jeff Passan. Our Jeff Passan. Aaron Judge flew into San Diego at the last minute to decide among three teams. New York Yankees, San Francisco Giants, and the San Diego Padres. Mm. The Yankees bumped their offer to nine years and $360 million, and in the end, Judge decided that he wanted to remain a Yankee. My guess is those last two things are related. <laughs> <laughs> so we bring in our Buster only, and also the voice of the Yankees on the Yes Network, Michael Kay, is here as well. Buster, real quick, just to refresh for us, as you did last hour when this news broke, uh, how did this all come together at the end? 
Yeah, in the end, this was complete surrender by the Yankees in these negotiations. They had offered the $213.5 million in the spring. Aaron Judge said no. He bet on himself. He goes into free agency, and he used the leverage created by the specter of the Giants or some other team, like the Padres, which jumped in after they weren't able to sign uh, Trey Turner. And the Yankees wound up increasing their offer from the spring by almost 70%. Think about that. Aaron Judge had more leverage than any player in the history of the Yankees. He used it. The Yankees keep their superstar player. Michael, how big a deal is this for the Yankees? Like, if they did they absolutely have to have him back at any cost? I think it comes down to that. I mean, the Yankees very rarely lose a player that they desperately want to get. Last time they did this, it was with uh, Garrett Cole. Uh, I'm sure they felt uncomfortable going to nine years for Garrett Cole and the numbers that they came with, but that's what they did. They had to have him. And with Aaron Judge, it was even more of a hat to have. He's beloved by the fans. He's a homegrown Yankee. He just came off one of the great seasons in baseball history. And, um, you know, other than on the field, guys, there's also things that he brings to you off the field in terms of marketing and face of the franchise and things like that. And when you heard that Hal Steinbrenner got directly involved in helping negotiate this, you just knew that they were going to do whatever it took and pay whatever it had to be to keep Aaron Judge. Yeah, Buster, I mean, I, I think back to the days when, uh, when we were covering the Yankees together and George Steinbrenner was still uh, kicking around. It was always that the Yankees, it would have never been close, right? They always, they always keep a guy. Is that, is that what happened here? Is this Hal channeling his late father? There's no doubt about it. And Hal Steinbrenner has operated very differently than his father. He's often listened to the advice of his front office. And agents told me going into the winter meetings that they feel like that the advice from Brian Cashman, knowing his history, was probably, look, you got to hold the line at some point. The front office gave that evaluation in the spring of $213.5 million. And so to go beyond $300 million, maybe that wasn't something that the front office necessarily wanted to do. But the X factor in these negotiations, the emotion of Hal Steinbrenner, who's under more pressure than at any time in his time as owner to sign an, a specific player, uh, you know, not only because of how the Yankees finish their season in a frustrating manner, uh, manner, but also perhaps because of the presence now of Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets, who's made it clear, look, I'm going to spend whatever it takes mm. to win. Keeping Aaron Judge for Hal Steinbrenner is spending whatever it takes uh, that uh, he feels like he needs to do to win. Yeah, Michael, I mean, obviously, voice of the Yankees, also, uh, you know, a, rate, a long-running radio show in New York City. Like, how do you assess the mood of the Yankee fan base right now and how important was this to, to sort of the maintenance of that? I think it was really, really important, Dan. Uh, when, when news broke last night at about 5.30 that it looked like he was leaning toward the Giants and then we opened up the phones, people were really, really upset that the Yankees, quote-unquote, had let him get away. But at that time, I, I had received the message that the Yankees were still very much in it. So they were in it, and obviously they bumped up their offer just a little bit. And, you know, I, I know what Buster's saying, that they, it's 70% more than what they offered uh, uh, right before spring training ended. But the bottom line is, you look at all of the salaries. If Aaron Judge is $40 million a year, well, you've got pitchers that are making $43 million a year, and they're close to 40 or at 40. So you could actually say, okay, that's the going rate right now. Baseball salaries are exploding. The, the, the industry right now is feeling very good about itself. And when you look at Trey Turner, who's 30 years old, getting an 11-year deal, well, one of the big sticking points was if you want to give a 31-year-old Aaron Judge a long-term contract, well, 
He's going through his age 40 season. Same thing with Trey Turner. So I think the rules are changing right now. And it just reminds me of a, a quote by Andrew Friedman, the president of baseball operations of the Dodgers. He said this a long time ago. If you're ever going to be rational in free agency, you're always going to finish third. Well, I think the people that are signing the players right now are probably just to the right of rational, but they are getting their men. And look, I mean, that's that's something Aaron Judge was certainly anticipating, Michael, when he made the decision last offseason not to take what the Yankees were offering. We, we hear the expression, bet on yourself. He goes out and hits 62 home runs, so, you know, checkmate. Uh, do you ever remember, Michael, a, a player like this, in a situation like this, making a bigger bet on himself and succeeding at this level? No, not at all. And and what Buster said is, is he had all the leverage, and he really did, because there were several teams that wanted him, and that pushed the price up even more. Uh, and, and the funny thing is when the Yankees offered the 213.5, and, and Buster can attest to this, many in Major League Baseball said that was a really, really fair offer. They didn't undercut him. They didn't lowball him. That was a really good offer. But he outplayed the offer, and then the market has just exploded to the point that 360 for nine years ago, yeah, I guess that's right. Buster, put a bow on this for us. Give us a final word. Yeah, for Aaron Judge now moving forward, uh, he will cement his legacy as one of the all-time great players in that franchise history. And you presume, Dan, that there's going to be a conversation about him becoming the first Yankee captain since Derek Jeter. Mm. The Yankees wondered all along, what does Aaron Judge really want? Well, in the end, he decides to go back to New York and perhaps, probably, become the next Yankee captain. Buster, only Michael K. Thanks so much for getting up with us this morning and uh, helping us discuss the Aaron Judge. Again, for those just tuning in, nine years, $360 million to stay in New York uh, with the Yankees. Thanks, guys. Next, we go to Dallas, where the Cowboys gave Odell Beckham Jr. a physical this week and didn't love what they saw. According to ESPN's Ed Werder, the team has concerns that Beckham's recovery from a torn ACL has not progressed enough to ensure that he could play for them before January. Here's Jerry Jones on Beckham. Well, I'm not confident at all. That's the issue. We all realize that issue of health. We've got a good beat on that. If this thing uh, works, it'll improve this team now. If we don't have that, then uh, we're in a positive situation as well. It has to improve us now. And that's a pretty tall order. It has to improve us in a way that makes sense for us as we look not only this year, but as it impacts the years to come relative to the financial aspect of it. So we'll see. I mean, just to be clear, they're not saying they're not going to sign him, right? right? But it doesn't seem like anything is imminent, right? What's so interesting is that Jerry's saying, you know, it needs to impact us now. It needs to help now. No team should be looking at Odell thinking we've got to have him on the field December 15th or else we've got no shot. Like, mm. the, like talking around the league, the expectation all offseason was that this guy might be ready November, December. And as we got closer to November, December, Dan, you know this, then it was like, ah, well, we're not really sure. We're not sure when he's able. Is he going to be able to play in the regular season? The, the whole thing with Odell, like even talking to an exec last night, he said, you have to have concerns about Odell because this is a guy who hasn't, as you saw right there, hasn't been on the field since February. Nobody's seen him in action. So the idea that Jerry would give that full court press, all these players, like we want Odell, we want Odell, <laughs> but we're thinking, oh, I don't know. If he can help us right now, so now I'm a backup. Like, it, it, it just seems like mixed messages, but Dallas, 
appears to be still the the, the favorite landing spot. If if, if he lands anywhere, which right. yeah. may not happen right. until the offseason. But look, let's let's focus on that right now. I mean, Dallas is a right now team. They're trying to win this year's Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if they don't, if they flop in the playoffs again, Chris, what do you think happens? Yeah, if they flop in the playoffs again, meaning lose in Wild Card Weekend, I, I think Mike McCarthy's job security is in question because this is his third year in Dallas. In and question talk- or fire? Because earlier you was bringing that smoke. You say oh, fire. well, I would fire. Him. Oh, I would fire. Him. Oh, <laughs> I would fire, him, but I'm not the one making the decisions. That's Jerry, <laughs> and so I would fire him just because. It's a situation now where they're in their window. Yeah. Uh, how long are we supposed to wait on Mike McCarthy to be able to get it done with this team? They're top three in scoring on offense, top three in scoring on defense. This team is number one in pass West Winway. They got a $40 million quarterback. They have one of the best running games in the National Football League. What are the excuses as to why this team can't win a playoff game and go on a deep playoff run? That is the problem. We've been questioning whether or not this Cowboys team can get Jerry to where he wants to go. We know he's not buying any green bananas. If Mike McCarthy can't get it done this year, I have serious questions about whether or not he'd be able to get it done at all in Dallas. Okay, so Jerry Jones does not have a history of, like, doing rash decisions with his coaches. You would argue that he stays with his coaches too too long. That's not true. That's not true. I That's mean, not true. I Jason, played in Dallas with Bill Parcells. Jason Garrett. Okay, okay put that aside. All, okay. those, all those great all right. stats that you just laid out. That's the reason not to fire Mike McCarthy. I don't know how you say it. They've gotten better at this. Mm-hmm. They're good at that. Mm-hmm. They're good at this. They're good here. They're going there. They need to fire the coach. <laughs> Get them out of here for being so good at all this <laughs> stuff that you need to be good at. You get no credit for that. Get lost. It just doesn't <laughs> add up to me to start over. Like, if right now what they have with uh, their offense and defense and with Mike McCarthy doing whatever it is he's doing, I'm not in the building. I don't know what he's doing. But I know it's something. It has to have some value. We can't get on them when things are going poorly and then not give them credit when things are going well. I think that if they fall short in the playoffs this year of a championship, the idea that we need to throw it all out and start No, 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 no. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. I didn't say if they fall short. They can lose in the divisional round. They can lose in the championship game. I said if they get bounced in wild card. They got to win one playoff game in order for Mike McCarthy to keep his job. That's wild to me. He's stuck with Jason Garrett through eight and eight. Seasons, right. right? A I lot mean, of eight and eights. A lot of eight and eights. In fairness to Chris, I get what you're saying because think about the Cowboys. In fairness are, to Chris, what about in fairness to Mike McCarthy? Yes, that's right. right. <laughs> Actually, Mike, in fairness to you, my friend. Um, Fair is a place where they judge people. Right. No, but, but, Kimberly has but the floor. I, 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 the Cowboys perpetually disappoint, and I think that is why the reactions are so strong. Like, in a year in which you've got Dak, you lose Dak, and Cooper Rush is able to provide you wins. In a year where Tony Pollard shows himself to be explosive and dynamic, and that Zeke Pollard one-two punch is working. In a year where the NFC is down, and Dallas cannot win this division or get deep into the playoffs, that is going to be a disappointment. I understand. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I'm, I'm stepping off the ledge when it comes to firing Mike McCarthy. Yeah. That's where. I mean, that's the that's the contentious point. Like, we all agree it'll be a disappointment if right. they lose in a wild card round. Just it's not just all my, it's just not my point. My point is, like, we've made so much progress. We're doing so well. We slipped up in this particular game. Start it all but over. Hit the reset up, but button. But you slipped up last year in the wild card round. And they didn't fire him then? Well, they didn't fire him then. But how many more times are you going to give I mean, Mike I McCarthy would, with this so, roster, with 
with this core of players? How long can you keep think, it together paying these types of salaries and stay in this window? I guess it depends on what you determine to be the reason why they fall short. Yeah. If you think it's if it's because of some wildly terrible um, If it's time, penalties in game time, management like it was in at San Francisco, is it yeah. fair? Is it fair then, Dom? Uh, no, probably okay. not, but All it right. seems All closer right. to fair. It's still probably not fair because they're good and he's part. It just feels bad to pile on a guy that is actually doing a good job at this moment. You just fired him. <laughs> like, geez. These guys geez. are going to continue to discuss this in the break. I think it is fair I to mean, say, though, the Cowboys have not they've not been impatient with head coach. I mean, you talk about way back, but lately that has not been the case. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, they're having a good year. We'll see how they finish it out. Okay. When we come back, though, we're going to talk about other NFC East teams. Jimmy G is out. Brock Purdy is in. Why? It may not matter. Who quarterbacks the 49ers if they want to get to the Super Bowl? We'll tell you that. And then the huge breaking news this morning in baseball, Aaron Judge will be back in the Bronx. How did this mega deal get done? We will tell you when we come back. Make it rain. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Back on Get Up, where this morning we have breaking baseball news. It is Aaron Judge agreeing to a nine-year, $360 million deal to stay with the New York Yankees. That, according to multiple reports and confirmed by our Buster Only. We've been discussing it all morning. We will continue to discuss it as we go along. However, right now we're going to do something we call Can He or Can't He with Chris Canty. Let's go! See what we did there? Can Tom Brady lead a deep playoff run? Ross, I'm going to say he can just because I don't want to be on the side that's betting against Tom Brady. I'm going to be last one to that party. Tom Brady's been to the playoffs 19 times. He's only been one and done three times. He's 21-5 and five in the home playoff games. They're going to host the home playoff game because they're going to win the NFC South, so I'm going to say he can. Canty, a Brady believer. Till the end, can Joe Burrow of the Bengals win the MVP award? He can, Dan, and here's the thing. I, I'm going to say this. 
I don't know what the head bob is about, but <laughs> Joe Burrow has accounted for 30 touchdowns for the Cincinnati Bengals. Only two other quarterbacks have been able to do that this season, Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes. He's in that territory. And if the Bengals run the table, that means that the Bengals would have beaten the five best records in the AFC, and Ooh. Joe Burrow would be front and center in the MVP conversation. Nobody hotter right now than Burrow and the Bengals. Can Brock Purdy lead the 49ers to the Super Bowl? Graz, he can't, and that's with a capital T. We haven't seen a rookie take his team to the Super Bowl, and although Purdy played good, 25 of 37, 200 yards passing, two touchdowns to one pick, I just think experience matters, or the lack of experience could play a role if he's forced into action in the postseason. Purdy was uh, Mr. Irrelevant in this year's draft after being a four-year starter at Iowa State. Mr. Irrelevant, of course, the last pick in the draft, for those who don't know. Uh, now he's going to make his first career start. It's going to be against Tom Brady. So you talk about experience mattering, Chris Canty. That's a pretty big experience differential right there. Here is Dan Orlovsky on Monday discussing how the 49ers could actually have some hope with Brock Purdy moving forward. They're not going to ask him to do much. We have to, like, the context of this football team. They've got a defense that is as good as anybody's. It might be the best defense in football. they got the best left tackle in football. They have two of the best playmakers in football. They have an offensive coach that has arguably the best play designer and play caller in football. Don't mess it up. I think it's hard to mess it up in Kyle's system that is so dependent upon, I need you to play point guard. I don't need you to create your own shot. So our Adam Schefter reported yesterday that doctors, upon examining Jimmy G's foot, concluded that if his rehab goes smoothly, he could have a chance to return in seven to eight weeks, mm -hmm. maybe in time for the conference championship game if they're there. That's a ways off. I want to talk about what Orlovsky said about how Purdy can keep the thing on the tracks. What do you think? You know what? I usually don't shocker agree with Dan on much. <laughs> none of us, none of us do. But especially the food takes. But I, I kind of agree. Now, and I'm not just saying that because the 49ers were my preseason Super Bowl pick. Um, I have them against the Bills preseason. But I just think this is to Dan's point. I don't think they're going to ask this kid to do a whole lot. I think we've watched. What are when we talk about the 49ers over the last few years? What are we talking about? Well, Jimmy G, like, he's, he's Jimmy G. But they can get to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G because the rest of the team and the coaching staff is great, right? And I think that's the same situation. I think this is a great opportunity for them. I don't think – it obviously hurts them, but I don't think it's the nail in the coffin, like, okay, everybody write off the 49ers. I don't think it's that. I mean, I, I think that Brock Purdy can have success in that offense. We've seen Nick Mullins have success in that offense. Oh. We've seen Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Dan Orlovsky could step in that offense and, and throw Ooh, for 200, wow. at least 200 yards and have some success. I do believe – yeah, I, I wasn't going to go three. Give yeah, two. yeah, give two. Give well, two. They're a running two team. Two touchdowns, yeah, maybe, know. yeah, producing yeah. the red zone. The point is, I think that Brock Purdy showed in this game, I might feel differently if it wasn't for the fact that he came into this game without any mm. practice practice mm -hmm. reps and stepped in and managed this offense successfully. I'm not sure that we could have expected more points from Jimmy Garoppolo had he stayed in the game. And yes, the um, the Miami's defense isn't one of the best in, league, in the league, but they put the pressure on Purdy to make those decisions. They stacked the box and he got it to the playmakers enough to make the plays. And again, that defense is great to take the pressure off them. So yes, I think that if you believed that they had Super Bowl aspirations with Garoppolo, I don't think that Purdy has done anything mm -hmm. to make you believe that that's gone now. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, they have the opportunity to compete for a championship, but I think that's contingent upon this team winning their division. They have to host a home playoff game. When you look at the timeline that was laid out, they're saying Jimmy Garoppolo could be back around divisional round yeah. weekend. 
which means that they've got to get through wild card weekend. If they've got to go on the road, then I have no confidence that Brock Purdy is ready for that because of the lack of experience. But if we're talking about that game being in Santa Clara, then all of a sudden I feel a lot better about the supporting cast being able to step up enough to support that young quarterback in that circumstance. You're rolling with Brock Purdy. You're in the conference championship game. Jimmy G's back, ready to go. What do you do? You give him his job back? I'm sure Kyle Shanahan would love to be in that situation and have to <laughs> yeah. make that call, right? Because there's still no guarantee. Yes, yeah, seven to eight weeks, but you don't know. Ride with Purdy. Purdy. You got to ride Purdy. with the high end. Let Purdy do his thing. <laughs> 49ers are down to their third-string quarterback, and we're still talking about whether they can win the Super Bowl. I, either, either we're crazy or somebody's doing something right That's out there. really good team. That's for sure. Anyway, uh, order is restored in the Bronx. Aaron Judge is back. How did his big deal get done, and how close was the Yankees star outfielder to leaving? You'll find all of that out next on Get Up. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I never imagined that I'd be able to be standing here 20 years after Jimmy V's speech and say that because of all the donations, research and support, mine is one of the lives that's been saved. Uh, Breaking news here on Get Up this morning, uh, Aaron Judge returning to the Yankees on a nine-year, $360 million contract. Uh, Big news according to our Buster, or multiple reports confirmed by our Buster only this morning. Obviously, uh, this just coming in to get up here over the past uh, hour or so. Judge had interest from the Giants and other teams, uh, and this deal came together, uh, it appears, last night or this morning. Let's get some more information on this from our Major League Baseball insider, Jeff Passan. Jeff, what more can you tell us about how this happened? Dan, at first we thought it was just the New York Yankees and the San Francisco Giants. At the 11th hour, however, the San Diego Padres came into the fray, making a big bid for Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge, in fact, came here to San Diego to meet with people in person before deciding on a much larger than originally offered contract from the New York Yankees. Nine years 360 million dollars there has never been a 40 million dollar a year position player there is now and Aaron Judge had a choice 
He could have gone to a new place. He could have started the second half of his career in a completely different uniform. He chose in the end to be a New York Yankee and presumably their first captain since Derek Jeter. Yeah, look, this feels like uh, kind of an old school George Steinbrenner move where the Yankees just were not going to let this guy out of their building. Is that <laughs> is that what happened here? Dan, I saw Aaron Boone in the lobby here at the winter meetings, probably around 1030 last night, and he looked forlorn. There was not a lot of confidence from the New York Yankees until the wee hours of the night when I think they realized we're going to lose the American League MVP. We're going to lose the American League home run king unless we step up to the plate and act like George Steinbrenner would have by throwing money around. And this sum is enormous. It's monumental, but it's warranted. When Aaron Judge turned down that $213.5 million extension last year, he did so betting on himself, and that bet made him almost $150 million. So obviously, you know, they do what they have to do to keep their guy, and no one will question it, especially in the fan base. Uh, They needed to have him. But obviously the numbers are are outside of what their comfort zone was. How does it affect the Yankees moving forward and and the rest of their plans? Well, listen, the Yankees are the Yankees. They are still the franchise more than any in Major League Baseball that brings in enormous amounts of money. What Yankees fans should hope for is that this doesn't preclude them from making other moves, from going after Carlos Rodon, from adding to a team that could not get past the Houston Astros in the postseason last year. Let's remember the Yankees got swept out of the postseason with a team that looks very similar to the one that they have right now. There have been no other big moves from the Yankees this offseason, so there's still a lot left to do in the Bronx, and if the Yankees want to win that first championship since 2009, this isn't going to be the last move of the winner. Not the last move, but certainly the one that everyone was most, uh, I don't know, panicked about, concerned about, interested in finding out how it turned out. Now we know. Jeff Passon, thanks for getting up with us very early out there in San Diego this morning. Now I want to bring in Chris Mad Dog Russo, who, uh, you know, first take, longtime New York sports radio legend, all things sports, Mad Dog Unleashed on Sirius, uh, first take contributor, as I mentioned. Anyway, enough with the titles. Uh, Chris, what do we think of the, uh, the, the Aaron Judge move for the Yankees? Uh, good morning, Dan. Great to have you with us here. Uh, uh, great to have me on, I should say. Listen, if you ask me before the whole process <laughs> <laughs> if you asked before the process started, I would have thought there's no way the judge is going to leave the Yankees. Why leave history? Why leave Monument Park? Why leave right field? I just didn't see it. I thought at the end of the day, the Yankees would uh, up the ante and do what they had to do. The owner was all over the place the last three weeks telling him, telling us about how he'd do anything to keep Judge, make him a captain the whole bit. I was a little nervous about it from a Yankee fan standpoint in the last 24, 36 hours. That Time Magazine story about how he was annoyed about the contract leak in April. Uh, the fact they had his heart set on playing for the Giants. So I kind of swayed a little bit late, a, a little late in the process. But in the end of the day, uh, I can't be that shocked. I didn't think the Yankees would be outbid. Uh, I did. I don't think. Why would you want to go to play for the San Diego Padres? I, I like the Padres. They're fun. The San Diego Padres are not the New York Yankees, okay? Nor the San Francisco Giants. They're not the New York Yankees either. The Yankees are the brand in baseball. 
He hit 62 home runs here. He started his career here. He's going to be one of the great Yankees of all time. If he got over the little issues that he had with the GM and maybe a little annoyed uh, about the fact that the Yankees, uh, you know, didn't go really all out there last April, this is the best spot for him. It's good for the game. Uh, it's good for him. Uh, he can retire a Yankee. He can go down now if he plays well. I don't see why he wouldn't with Ruth, DiMaggio, Garrick, Mano, Jeter. I mean, the, he's, who's he going to go down with the Padres? Nate Colbert? I mean, come on. I mean, so from that standpoint, this is the yeah. this is the Rene Colbert and Tatis. This is the right decision, right move for him. And you knew the Yankees were going to step up because if the Yankees were outbid by the Padres or the Giants for Judge, the blood would have been on the owner's hands. And that owner, who's quiet, who's a little different than his father, as we all know, was not going to walk around for the next 10 years realizing and having every New York Yankee fan kill him because of the fact he got outbid by the San Diego Padres. So he was going to give him as much money as he had to to bring him back. I didn't know that much about the, uh, you know, the, uh, the division that maybe had occurred in the last 10 or 11 months. Obviously, it wasn't that big a deal. So to me, it's good for the sport, good for the game. Not overly shocked stays with the Yanks. If memory serves, Chris, you are you are, you are or were a San Francisco Giants fan? It, it, that was the other team that we thought he might go to. How disappointing is this uh, for that fan base? Well, I vary for the Giant fan base. I am not as big a Giant fan as I used to be. Three okay. titles are the reason why I got a little bored with it. Uh, but, you know, listen, historically, I'm a huge Giant fan. Um, the issue for the Giants is they have nobody to sell. I mean, Mitch Hanniger, who they just signed, nobody cares about. Nobody's buying a season ticket because Mitch Hanniger is a San Francisco Giant. The Giants right now are in a tough way. They're 13th in attendance in the national. I mean, this is, they got a beautiful ballpark, and they've been boring. You can't win a championship platooning, and they have nobody on that team right now that is dynamic. And the Giants have always been a dynamic organization. Mays, McCovey. I hate to say it, Bonds, Marischal, Kent, they've always been a dynamic organization, even Posey to a certain degree. Now there's no, what, we're going to run to go see, uh, you know, Mike Yaskrimski play? They got issues. I don't know where they go. You knew they needed him in the worst way. I don't know where they pivot to. And that's a tough division. Padres, they're in for everybody. The Dodgers, I mean the Dodgers, and yeah. the Giants are the third team in the NL West. Major issues for San Francisco, no question about it. Major. In terms of, in terms of judge, like how do you put this in perspective? We hear that phrase, he bet on himself. This seems to me like the ultimate example of a guy doing that uh, and having it turn out as, as great as it possibly could, no? 100%, Dan. I mean, you got to give the guy a lot of credit. I mean, two reasons you give him credit. One, as you said, he turned down 213, and he comes back, and he hits 62 homers, has the year of all years, wins the MVP, should have been a landslide. He wins the MVP, he breaks the Yankees' single season, and he breaks the home run record. None of this American League garbage. He's the single season home run king. It's not Barry Bonds. The whole world knows that. He did it. He, Bonds did it artificially. He did not do that artificially. So he's the single season home run king. And not only that, Dan, most of these big free agents who go out there and they start being recruited, 99% of the time they leave. They don't come back to the team. They depart. And the fact that he came back to the Yankees 
after he was, you know, romanced for three weeks, flies to San Diego. Good job by Jeff Passan with the Padres and talks to San Diego and then still goes back to the Yankees. I think that's an excellent sign for him, too. I think this is a very good day for baseball. This is a very good day for Judge. And this is a great day for the Yankees. It's a bad day for the Giants. It's a great day for the Yankees. All right, more from Chris Mad Dog Russo on uh, first take at the top of the hour. Uh, Chris, thanks for getting up with us this morning. It was, as you assured us, it would be great having you on. <laughs> We're going to talk now about I'm the... I'm sorry uh, about... Uh, <laughs> little noisy, but great to be on, Danny. Great to be on. We're going to talk about the Jets. The New York Jets are playing the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo this weekend. Uh, the Jets have had an interesting couple of weeks. The benching of Zach Wilson, the former number two overall pick. The success of Mike White the last couple of games. I mentioned they're in Buffalo this week to take on the Bills. Kimberly Martin going to be there. But uh, lots going on with the Jets and their quarterback situation. And yesterday here on Get Up, former Jets GM Mike Tannenbaum had this reaction to what Robert Sala has been saying about getting Zach Wilson back on the field. I hate that. Like, we're, we're celebrating a guy for doing his job, like coming in early and staying late. You're the quarterback. You're the CEO. That's your job description. And this is a meritocracy. The best players play. Mike White is a better football player than Zach Wilson. If, let's say, Mike White gets hurt, if you are, like, pooping on Zach Wilson all this time, Zach is not showing up to no, practice. He's not, not doing the extra work. Not, and that does not help you. That hurts everybody. We're not pooping. You, we have standards. You are standards are the standards. And the best players play. Wanted to say. I mean, I just can't. I don't anyway, I, I hope Mike couldn't I hope, say what I, I wanted to say. <laughs> you guys know what I meant. I hope Mike feels better today. Yeah. He says yes. Look, Chris, Chris, you need a minute? I can go to. You want to go to Kenny? No, we good. We good. Right, I, got you, it, I got it, man. I got it. I got it. I got it. Think about what Mike had to say. He's not wrong. Mike White is a better player, not a more talented player, but mm -hmm. a better player. And beyond that, guys. We keep asking ourselves whether or not we're going to see Zach Wilson at the end of this season. I get Rob Sala leaving the door open, mm -hmm. but did you see how the Jets arrived in Minnesota? <laughs> did you see what they yes, wore no. coming off the plane? I'm the right. Mike effing White t-shirt? Did you Zach see Wilson how shirt. the offensive line showed yeah. up with Mike White with the Mighty Ducks jerseys on going into the game? Listen, man, this team is all in on Mike White. I don't care yes. what Rob Sala says. Yeah. The team has spoken. Mm -hmm. They want Mike White to be their guy. We've seen the control, and we've seen the experiment. These two quarterbacks over the last two years have played with relatively the same supporting cast. Zach Wilson, no 300-yard passing games. No, no, one 300-yard passing game, and no, three, no games where he's had three-plus touchdowns. Mike White, three 300-yard passing games and two games where he's thrown three touchdowns. Back-to-back -to -back performances, what we've seen from him, listen, they're all in on Mike White, and I don't blame him. Okay, so, you know, as reporters, we understand that coaches lie all the time, right? Uh -huh. Yes. So, and, and they have to say certain things just to say it. So to your point that you were making yesterday, it does Robert Sala no good to say, yeah, I'm really, I'm really sick of seeing Zach Wilson on the field, so we're just going to ride with <laughs> this guy. Mike White yeah. kid. He can't say that because you have to leave the door open. Coaches always have to leave the door open. But to what Chris is saying, there's, Mike White has done nothing but solidify the fact that he should be the starter. We had a conversation about Baker Mayfield earlier. If Baker Mayfield was not a first, first overall pick, we would mm. not be talking about yeah. Baker Mayfield on the show. We would just be looking at the, the body of work and say, I understand why only one team put in a waiver claim for him. I got it. Same with Zach Wilson. If he was not such a high pick, a number two overall pick, we would not be thinking, like, this kid, I don't know, he might deserve a chance to be out there. He is young. I don't think they should give up on him. But right now, this is a team that 
I'm, I'm, it's crazy that they they have a chance to be in the playoffs. That's wild. You can't waste it on Zach Wilson right yeah, now. No, I mean, I agree with everything that Canty said. The only thing that I, I was saying is that he's still on your team. Yeah. And right. you may need him. You don't know yes. when you're going to need him. It does yeah. not serve you to discourage him. It serves you to encourage him. And I think there are different ways to motivate different people. The same way different players need different game plans mm-hmm. to excel. And so I just think this the standard is the standard. This tough love aspect that they it think is going to work. work for Mike yeah. White. It hasn't worked up until now, or it's going to work for um, Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. hasn't worked up until now. So do something a little different. Give him some encouragement. You know who doesn't need encouragement? Mike White, for all the reasons you said. He's His whole it. team wearing He's t-shirts. And they all are showing up on him. He's fine. He doesn't need that. So I just respect Rob Sala for understanding what the players need at the time, and he did it. See how the Jets get through the rest of the season with Mike White and whatever else is going on with their quarterback situation. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers do not have a quarterback controversy, that's for sure. Tom Brady has actually been great late in two of the Bucks' wins this season. Does that mean that Tampa should be rethinking how it runs its offense? We'll talk about that next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We are back on Get Up, and there is breaking news this morning from the world of Major League Baseball, and it is that Aaron Judge has agreed to a nine-year $360 million deal to stay in New York with the Yankees, for whom he hit 62 home runs this past year. This is according to multiple reports and confirmed by ESPN's Buster Olney. Here is ESPN's Jeff Passan tweeting about this situation earlier this morning. Says Aaron Judge flew into San Diego at the last minute to decide among three teams, Yankees, Giants, and Padres. The Yankees bumped their offer to nine years and $360 million, and in the end, Judge decided he wanted to remain a Yankee. Not coincidence, we don't think, uh, those last two things. We are now pleased to be joined by uh, David Cohn, former Met, former Yankee, Sunday Night Baseball analyst, Yes Network, Yankees analyst. Lots of titles come with uh, David Cohn, great uh, former Yankee. Listen, David, what, what was your reaction when you heard that Aaron Judge was coming back? Well, I think that's kind of what we thought all along, that, that he wanted to be a Yankee, that he's got a chance to be the captain of the Yankees. He understands what that means, his legacy. He's already got the base for a Hall of Fame career built. He can finish that off with the Yankees, be in postseason, have a chance to win more division titles, a chance to sort of, uh, you know, get more chances at postseason play. Because as we know, it can be a little bit of a crapshoot in postseason. He had a tough postseason this year, certainly uh, all the way through. Had a big home run against Cleveland, but certainly the Astros were the better team. He wants more chances. That's how you 
That's how you get a good postseason resume. You get more opportunities. The only way to do that is to be on a team that's going to take you there consistently. As someone who has been uh, a baseball star in the New York market, like what, what is the value of that to Aaron Judge's career going forward and, as opposed to if he had gone somewhere else? I think that was probably the difference. I mean, I thought he played it exceptionally well, so close to the vest. Nobody knew what he wanted to do, really, the entire season, much less this offseason. His agents deserve a lot of credit. I have the feeling that he could have dragged this out a little longer and probably got more money somewhere else. Maybe did turn down more money somewhere else. We know how serious San Diego is and their ownership down there. And they were in on Trey Turner as well. So there's rumors that they were going to go big for Judge. So that's quite possibly the case. And we know about the Giants as well. The Giants were going to have to probably go higher. So it, it seems like maybe he could have dragged this out a little longer, but he got the offers in the same neighborhood. He got what he wanted. And at the end of the day, Wearing those pinstripes, probably with a C on his chest somewhere on that uniform, meant a lot to Aaron Judge. I think we saw that at the end of the year. He had a big home run down the stretch run and kind of picked up his jersey and kissed, literally kissed the logo, almost soccer style, like World Cup style. So that kind of showed you where his heart was. And I think at the end of the day, that's probably what happened. Mm-hmm. This was a story all year long. He turned down an offer or they couldn't come to an agreement on an offer last offseason. Bet on himself is a, is a very common phrase in sports. Do you recall an example of a, of a guy doing that to this extent and having it work out this well? No, I think he put on a clinic. I think, Dan, you're exactly right. I, I can't come up with another example where a guy came through like this. And according to the Time Magazine article recently that he was actually extra motivated because he didn't like that the Yankees had leaked out the numbers. He wanted that to remain private or at least quiet. But Brian Cashman of the Yankees came out immediately after he rejected that offer in spring training. I think it was it was around $230 million offer. And he was upset about that. So that was extra motivation for him. And he went out and had a season for the ages. I mean, there's no two ways about it. We can debate this, Dan, until uh, the cows come home. But it was one of the greatest offensive seasons that we've seen in modern history top five minimum, and he really came through not only in terms of historically speaking, but as you said, Dan, with everything on the line, he turned down a lot of money, life-changing money to bet on himself, came through in the clutch, and then also played it to a clinic right down to the end in terms of playing it so close to the vest. The Yankees front office had no clue what he was going to do until he finally made his decision. It was, in fact, a great year to be uh, Aaron Judge. Always a great year to be David Cohn. David, thanks for joining us on Get Up this morning to talk about this huge story out of Major League Baseball. Now I want to go back Thank to you. the NFL and to Tampa, where Tom Brady led the Bucks on a pair of fourth-quarter touchdown drives to beat New Orleans on Monday night and improve the Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers record to 500 for the season. The Buccaneers now have a 92% chance to win the NFC South, according to our ESPN analytics. Uh, Monday marked the second time this season that Brady threw the go-ahead touchdown with less than 10 seconds remaining. Big on the drama is uh, Tampa Tom. A month ago against the Rams, they trailed by four with less than a minute to go before Brady drove them down the field for the winning score. So that, that right there is about, you know, 
20 seconds worth of heroics in a 12-game season? Mm-hmm. Are we st- is that enough, Chris Canty, to make you feel good about 92% they're going to win the division? We think they're going to be in the playoffs. Good about their chances once they get there. I don't think you can feel good about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The body of work this year, it's very underwhelming. Now, even though they're only a game back from their pace in 2020, where they were 7-5 and five through their first 12 mm-hmm. and ended up winning a chip, this is not the same team. And it's not the same head coach. And I think that part deserves to be restated just because we have to we have to stop assigning that level of credibility to Todd Bowles. He hasn't shown that he can get it done when he's been in that head coaching role prior, and he has no experience coaching in the postseason. So although I do give the benefit of the doubt to Tom Brady because in his 19 playoff runs, he's only been one and done three times, I still don't trust this team. And if we're being honest, Monday Night Football – that game, that outcome was more on the Saints' incompetence at the end than it was anything that Tom Brady did. Yeah, not just at the end, but throughout it. I think uh, it's fair to be critical of everybody on this team. The mm-hmm. defense hasn't been as good as you expected. They've dealt with injuries, but they are not the problem. The offense seems to be the biggest issue. And when you talk about them having success in the playoffs, their biggest weakness is that offensive line right now. And think about the teams that they have to go up against. It's mm-hmm. the Cowboys. It's the Eagles, Eagles. It's the 49ers. Mm-hmm. It's all teams with great defensive lines. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like they have answers to any of the questions that these teams are going to present to them. So they're going to have to play like these kind of games that you like small colleges play against big colleges where they try to run the <laughs> clock out. Just get and, it to the fourth quarter. Yeah, get it to the fourth quarter within one score is their chance because the rest of the game, it feels like they're overmatched. And to be fair to Todd Bowles, I mean, you can't coach around big holes on your team. Right. It's hard to be able to do that. I just I find it hard to believe that this is the team that Tom Brady envisioned he was coming back to when he came out of retirement at age Tom, 45. Tom didn't sign up for this. <laughs> Tom did not think, oh, I'm, uh, let's run it back and, and, and not have Gronk with him. Um, you know, when you watch that game, if you watched up until, like, the, up, all four quarters up until the very end, you would think, man, Tom Brady looks like trash. But if you watch the last drive, you think, like, there he is. There's Tom. That's what we've been waiting for. And I think that's when you see him jump into the arms of offensive linemen, and you're like, he, every single game, every single loss, every single win, it, like, it wears on him. He's, like, riding this emotional roller coaster that we're just not used to seeing. This is a different team, and you just there's nothing that makes you feel great yeah. about them. Tom used to be the thing, and now even he's... Looking yeah, at 45. And we'll see what the future holds, if anything, for uh, Brady in, in terms of on the football field. We know what awaits him uh, in the broadcast booth once he's done, but we'll see if he if he wants to play anymore. He, he usually does. First take is coming up next when we're done here with much more on Aaron Judge agreeing to a new blockbuster deal with the New York Yankees. It'll be first take with Molly, Stephen A., and Mad Dog Russo at the top of the hour. Breaking news on Get Up this morning. Aaron Judge agreeing to a nine-year, $360 million deal to stay with the New York Yankees. Aaron Judge is a very large man. We have a very large man on our set this morning. It's Chris Canty. We wanted to take a look at uh, what's the comparison? Uh, I mean, Aaron Judge is 6'8", 280. I was 6'8", 330 in my playing days. All right. They got him at 6'7", here. So you got him there by an eight. No, he's 6'8". A lot of (laughs) No, he's 6'8". Dominic Buckford looks very concerned about the fact that you have a bat. I'm not going to use it on Dom. Like no, no. Me off one more I time. mean, whether it's swing it, that's a near-death experience for me. <laughs> I just had a near, oh, two near-death experiences this morning. Thanks for getting up with us this morning. First take is next.